three years ago, um, some, one of our college students came to me and says, hey, I have a friend you need to, I know somebody you need to have come speak. Whenever that somebody says that, I kind of, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and they brought, he says, but I have a DVD, you need to watch it. Oh, okay, so I popped it in, and uh, it blew me away. I, I just, it's kind of, if you've heard Nick's story before, you kind of just in awe at first, and then you leave and you're totally encouraged. Um, and that's what happened to me through a DVD, and so we had Nick come and speak at our college ministry, and he's spoken here before. If you haven't heard his story, uh, you'll be encouraged, and if you have, then you'll be encouraged again. So would you welcome up with me, Nick Vojcic. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You got to give me some time to preach now. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for the lovely welcome. Um, I always notice that every time I get up on stage, I always forget. Can someone move this stand? Because I can't see your faces over there. I always, I always realize that when I get. Hey, you doing? Nice to see you. I love you. But if you can put that back up at the end, so that'll be great. Um, how you all doing? How you doing? You doing good? Wonderful. Uh, my name is Nick Vujicic. I'm from Australia, and uh, I'm 23 years old, and uh, God is using me in a fantastic, unfathomable way uh, of, of just through motivational speaking, through preaching, through evangelizing, and uh, it's just incredible how God has uh, really changed my life and transform my life from my circumstances uh, being the barrier for me to live my life with God than actually being not a barrier anymore, but to actually be the gift that God's now using to glorify His name. And uh, we as Christians who have God in our life, knowing that Jesus Christ died for our sins, we have eternal hope, we have eternal forgiveness, and we have an eternal relationship with God Almighty who created the ends of the earth and the universe and everything else. And to know that we have that hope, we should be rejoicing in God and having that peace in our life always. But there are many circumstances that take away that peace and joy. And I want to give you a new, fresh respect, a perspective about you, your life, your circumstances. Because the, two more, the most common two things that people come up to me and tell me or ask me about my life and my relationship with God is, uh, first of all, when you go through sufferings and circumstances, where is God? And why doesn't He heal you? Why doesn't He change your circumstances? And the second of all, well, if God does have a plan for me, what's the plan? And uh, the message is today, let God be God. Can you say that? Let God be God. You know, I want to ask you, we need to be the people who are on this earth with such a refreshing life, a, a joyful life, a peaceful life, a strong life, so that others in the world would say, hey, what do you got that I don't have? I need what you got, and that's Jesus. And I want to ask you today, what would actually have to take in your, what actually would have to take place in your life for someone to look at you and say, wow, I know that person, there's got to be a God. Or even think, wow, did you hear about so-and-so? I mean, there's got to be something more to life than just this. Now, let's be real here. This is amazing. New perspective. Here we go. If you were living a life of bad circumstances, of pain, of depression, and you stayed in that depression, and you were sad about your life, 
When people come to you, would they come up to you and say, wow, there's got to be a God? No. They'd say, look, there's no God. Okay? Now, if you uh, were a person um, who, let's say, are going through a circumstance of depression, and you're waiting on God to change your circumstances because you feel subconsciously that's where your security is. If only this happened, then I'll have peace and joy, and then I'll be happy, and then I'll, have, I'll, I'll let God use me and have victory in my life once that happens. If you're that person, if someone comes up to you and says, wow, there's got to be a God. No, they're not going to say that. Where is your God? You're giving him your depression. You're giving him your circumstances. You're waiting for your circumstances to change. Where is your God? So what kind of life do you need to live for people to come up to you and say, wow, there's got to be a God? I'll tell you what life. Victory in Jesus. A victorious life. What do I mean? I mean living a life, having this circumstance. Yes, having your ups and downs of being depressed, but smiling, rejoicing, being thankful because God is with you and that His grace is sufficient, that He has a plan for you and let God be God. That is the life that people will see and say, wow, there's got to be a God. Are you with me? So I want to share with you my life and uh, share with you a little bit of encouragement. Um, Look, I'm, I'm, we're, we're pressured for time because there's another service coming in. Um, and so I'm just, just going to skip a couple. I normally open up with jokes and stuff, and I'm a very funny guy. Can I just do one joke? <laughs> I'm very modest, uh, you know. I'm very humble about being very funny and good looking. But I was at, uh, in, in America, you can get away with anything. With the Australian accent and my looks, I mean, that's just it. But... I was in a car one day, I'm in the car one day, and we're at the traffic lights, and when you see me from the outside of the car, you have no idea that I have no arms and no legs. Uh, you just see my, my face from the outside, and uh, uh, this, this car pulls up next to us, and this girl's looking at me, and I'm like, cool, let's have some fun here. So <laughs> I sort of look at her, I sort of look at her, and I go, and uh, I get the seatbelt in my mouth, and I loosen it like this, and in the car seat, I just did this. It was hilarious. Her face was like, you're freaking me out, man. Anyway, I'm going to give away a DVD. First hand up, gets a free DVD. You were, so how you doing? Come up here. Come up here on stage. I want to really quickly show everybody something. If you can get up on stage here and just go that way, see my finger pointing that way. Yeah, that, that, that way. That way. Yes, keep me going. Wonderful. And uh, sir, what's your name? Sal, nice to meet you, Sal. If you can keep on going back, I want to show everybody how far I can kick it. Oh, so, what did you say? Okay. It's all right. If you said you can't catch, neither can I. Okay. Uh, so, if you, can, if you can go back a little bit more, keep me going back, back, back. Um, yeah, oh, this is good. Nice, 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 nice. Keep me going back, back, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I'm joking, Sal. I can't kick that far. Come forward. It's all right. <laughs> right there is good. Right there is good. Okay, wonderful. Now, Sal, uh, if just if I can just ask for your patience here. Got to take a little bit of a run up here, sort of like a bender like Beckham. Um, <laughs> so, just going to take a little bit of a run up. 
just a little. Just a little. Woo! That's a second, it's so good. All right, so when you get this ball, don't throw it back because I can't catch. Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? One, two. Beautiful, man. Come over here, man. Come here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, can you hold this up for everybody and just put the tennis ball down here? Uh, this is the coolest DVD in the world because I'm on it. Uh, if you have got this DVD already, uh, this is sort of a new bonus features as well. Uh, we've got two segments, one from our South African trip last year. It's very, very moving uh, and seeing how God's using me in the third world countries is, is huge. Um, also, we also have a new segment of me at home and stuff. And basically, a lot of people come up to me and say, I wish so-and-so were here to hear your story. You know, my, my family or my relative or friend or whatever, uh, my dog. And so basically, I got my story in this DVD. And uh, th this is basically a, an awesome ministering tool. Uh, I get, get many testimonies of, uh, you know, people who have bosses that are very annoying and uh, whinge and complain a lot. So uh, I don't know if you've got any of them. I know they're very rare out there. Uh, but basically, you give them a DVD and say, hey, check this out, and they're like a new person. Not all the time, but that seed of hope is, is planted. And it's quite amazing. Everybody will actually listen to it, even if they don't believe in Jesus and all that sort of stuff. They will listen to it. It's a great ministering tool. People buy five, ten copies at a time to give out. So please go ahead and do that. Brother, you get that for absolutely free under one condition. You just give me a hug, man. Oh, Love you. Thank you, Sal. Appreciate it, man. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. You ready? Just put that next to my seat. Thank you. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, please. Everybody say joy. joy. Everybody say peace. peace. All right. Joy and peace, two fruits of the Spirit we want to talk about today. This is good. I'll wait for you because I want you to read this with me. Very famous verse. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to talk about having joy and peace in your life. And then really quickly, I'm going to work backwards to see, answer that second question of how God, is, how God is going to use you. And then we'll move back to how you can have that joy and peace. Is that cool? Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Would you read it with me? Ready? One, two, three. In the Lord. Oh, let's read it again with me. Ready? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I'll read verse 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a pretty big mouthful, Lord. Uh, pretty big mouthful towards the end. Uh, basically, verse 6 and 7 is saying, do not worry about anything. Do not you know, be anxious for anything. Bring your request to God, and the peace of God will guide your hearts. You know, but many times we bring, bring our request to God, and we feel, well, the only way that God's going to guard my heart with that peace is if my requests are done, if God gives me what I need. I want to ask you today, most of your unanswered prayers, you wouldn't have to pray uh, if you actually had an overwhelming abundance overflow of the joy and peace in your life, would I be correct? I mean, if you just were satisfied with joy and peace, you wouldn't need anything else. Are you with me? 
Okay, so we need to know that we can have joy and peace beyond our circumstances. And you know, we're stupid. As humans, we're asking God to change our circumstances, but that's the greatest way that He can use us. That is the way that when you go through your circumstances, but you smile when people see you, maybe there is a God. Daddy, don't you see? That's the perfect plan. He had a perfect plan for me, and we don't understand it. When I was born this way, people cried and cried and begged and begged and I begged God for arms and legs. I, I reminded him on the, on the promises of uh, you know, asking you shall receive. You know, when you have faith of a mustard seed, you'll be able to move mountains and cast them into the sea. Well, I had more faith than that. Why isn't God doing it? Because he has a plan. He's molding you and making you into the tool he needs you to become. Because Jesus was a carpenter, was he not? He was a carpenter and he said, build my church. I have come to build my church and I am calling you to build my church. What does that mean? Well, Kabbalah uses tools. We are God's tools. We ain't doing the whole thing. We ain't playing that God's the architect, God's the carpenter, but we are His tools. Some are screwdrivers, some are hammers, some are nails, some are different all sorts of tools that God needs. And it's all essential. And whether it's a hammer, it's a nail, you can't, it's useless without, you know, if you have a hammer with no nail, it's useless. With a nail with no hammer, I mean, you're going to bang it in the head or what? You know, I'm like, so we need each other. We are different parts of the body of Christ. That's what the Bible is saying. And this is what I want to do. I want to give you a new illustration. Let's say that I'm a screwdriver. And, uh, you know, you have a screwdriver and, <laughs> here we go, and a mouth, like, let's just imagine a screwdriver. And I'm going to like flip you now. You're going to think that I'm psycho. But imagine that a mouth appears on this screwdriver and tells the carpenter, I want to nail a nail. So I didn't use, I didn't, uh, you are not meant to nail a nail. Understand? You are mailed to, to obviously unscrew or screw screws. This is it. And you, it's no two ways about it. You don't use a screwdriver for anything else than to do what it's purposed for. You understand? So we sometimes say, God, well, I want to be used this way. No, I want to use you this way. Let God be God. Let God be God. He knows what he's doing. And when we don't understand, it's okay. And don't get impatient as well. You know, we want to use, God, I want you to use me now. I want you to use me now. You know, I was 19 years old. And, and if I got up in, if, if God said, Nick, uh, if I let you, uh, would you, uh, you know, get up in front of 10,000 people and speak at the age of 19. I had no speaking coach back then. I was very, uh, well, I wasn't immature for my age, but I have grown a lot of maturity since then and developed, praise God, the gift of speaking and stuff. And if I got up in front of 10,000 people uh, when I was 19, I tell you, I probably would have buckled the ministry because I was not ready for the million people that I've spoken to over the last four years. And God has not also given me open-air meetings yet of a million people or, or God hasn't given me yet Oprah Winfrey and all these sort of things and, you know, big venues and doors to open. Why? Because He is preparing me. He is preparing you. But I want you to know that in the preparation, there's also a balance. A balance of, yes, waiting on God to change you, to mold you, to use you, but also to have the urgency to be used now where you are. Because too many people are waiting on God to change something in their life, change something in their life for you to be used. Everybody needs to be used 
now because commitment comes before provision. Let me say that again. Commitment comes before provision. If you haven't got your pens and paper out, would you write that down? And uh, I want to give you some more things here. I just quoted Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Romans 8, 28 also says, All things come together for the good for those who love Him. So I'm going to repeat those last couple lines. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, so you can write it down. Romans 8, 28, so a verse I like to quote. Genesis, uh, not Genesis, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, one of my favorite verses. If you have time today, read Psalm 139, because God knows. Everybody say, God knows. God knows absolutely everything about you, and He does not make a mistake. And write this down, commitment comes before provision. Commitment comes before provision. And we need to see that we just need to be committed to serve the Lord with all our hearts and all our might and all our strength. Okay? Now. Not later. Now. How? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What does this mean? I'll tell you. I want you to listen to this. I want you to get this because it's so crucial. God Almighty sent His Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Jesus Christ is our point of reference of God's love. You with me? Simple. Well, what about the people who don't understand John 3.16? Who don't know Jesus? What point of reference of God's love do they have? You. You are the body of Christ. You are the mouthpiece of Christ in the flesh. The Spirit of God is in you, working through you to show that love. But, you know, oh, Nick, I, I knew that God wanted me to give someone a Bible, uh, but I was too scared. I, I, I knew that I, God wanted me to share a bit about the gospel to somebody, but I didn't know what to say. Commitment comes before provision. Be committed. Lord, I'm going to do this. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I, don't need, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to be committed and know that that faith will be there as a gift for you. You know, you don't come up with faith. God gives you that faith. Faith itself is a gift. Write that down. Faith itself is a gift. And it will give you all the provision you need. All you need is to be committed. Let's step out in confidence and boldness, living the life that we have. Invite those neighbors over to your, uh, you know, your, your place to have dinner and stuff. That's fellowship. That's ministering. It's not necessarily preaching the gospel to everybody you see, but it's sharing that love. That's what the core ministry of our life is. How you doing? Busy. What's been happening? I don't know, but I've been busy. <laughs> Everybody's busy. Write that word down. B-U-S-Y. I shared this last year. Busy. I got this in an email. B-U-S-Y stands for being under Satan's yoke. Mmm. Yeah? <laughs> don't be a safe Christian. Don't be a safe Christian. You know, the only reason why this church is growing is because the leadership, Pastor Francis, understands the mentality and mindset. It's not of who of Simi Valley will come to this church. It's who of this church will go out to, into Simi Valley. Yeah? And, and, and be that light and to be that fresh air and to share those experiences. Because the only way that you can encourage anybody to come into Christ is to share how you came to Christ, is to share how God gives you strength. So they're encouraged to say, well, if God gave them strength, if, if Nick can trust in God with, my circumstance, uh, with his circumstances, then I can trust in God with my circumstances. Are you with me? Don't be a safe Christian. S-A-F-E, shall attempts for eternity. That's what a safe Christian is. Where you just go through life, you come on Sundays, and you pick up your Bible once a week, come to Sunday church, and say, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And there's a song that I love to quote. I say on Sundays how much I want revival, and then on Monday I can't even find my Bible. I'm serious. It's sad. It's what's happening in the Western society. 
Not many Christians are pushing into God, are hungry for more of Him. But this is exactly what we need. We need more of Him. This is the greatest thing. I don't want to be a safe Christian. I want to be a secure Christian. Write that word down, secure. S-E-C-U-R-E. Showing everybody Christ using real experiences. That's what our life is. A secure Christian in the hope that we have. Why? Because this Word of God will never, ever, ever fail us. That His grace is sufficient. He never said that He will always change His circumstance. He never said when you go through the fire, He will put out the fire. No. He said when you go through the fire, fear not for I am with you. Because when you walk with God, He carries your bags. Are you with me? Are you getting this? This is good. Are you receiving it? It's, it's, it's just, if we just understand this, I mean, that's just huge. I want you to understand that there are many times, though, where we don't believe that God is holding our hand, me, metaphorically speaking. And I have no hands. You guys, you know what metaphorically means. Hello, you guys awake, sleeping. All right, so... <laughs> It's amazing to see that the only limits that God has are the limits that we put on Him. If God can use a man without arms and legs to be His hands and feet. I like that one. Why can't He use you? The only limits God has are the limits we put on Him. My DVD is being black marketed. They reckon that when you get black marketed, you know you've made it. I went to Indonesia, spoke 26 times over nine days to 70,000 people. Muslims were coming to Christ in the, in, the, in the events there. And it's beautiful what God is doing in the third world countries, across Asia and Africa. Uh, uh, this year and next year, we have been or we are going to, it's already confirmed, Indonesia, Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, South Africa, Kenya, Uganda, India, and six countries in South America. These are all the third world places that we are going to, and it's just absolutely amazing. I know Singapore is not a third world country, but we are all going to all these places, and it's absolutely wonderful and beautiful. But I tell you, man, so many people have heard about me, and, and, and this pastor tells me in Indonesia, Nick, I am so sorry. I said, what? He said, we just found out that someone black marketed your DVD. He said, they put Indonesian subtitles on it and black marketed 60,000 copies. I said, what? <laughs> I said, I haven't even produced 60,000 copies, man. <laughs> but straight away, I praise God. Why? Because he knows exactly what he's doing. He never makes a mistake in my life. He never makes a mistake. Someone made 60 grand off our ministry just right there and then. Oh, well, it's not my ministry. It's God's ministry. Who's Nick? I'm just the empty vessel. So God's running the show. I'm just a, I'm just a tool. I don't really care. I said, Lord, bless them. That's what he said. That's what the word says. Bless those who curse you. And if they rob money from the ministry, you just bless them. Because what? God knows exactly what they're doing. Who cares, man? God is good. So Indonesia is a country of 260 million people, 70% of which are Muslim. Minimum 70%. And this Indonesian pastor, he goes, You know what? Indonesian people, they don't understand copyright. <laughs> copyright, copyright, right to copy, right to copy. We went to a Californian church over here who's an Indonesian-based church and, and they got black-marketed DVDs from their family back at home. 
They said, Nick, you have no idea how famous you are over there. Everybody's talking about me, man. It's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. We're going back there, and now so much interest has come that churches are fighting over where Nick Vujicic is going to speak. So we have no choice but just to hire soccer stadiums. Uh, and it's huge. Amen. God is using me in, in places that no one else is being used. I mean, it, what we, what, there's, a, there's a particular place where we're going to go preach. I forgot the city, but he said it's going to be a little bit dangerous. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's illegal to preach there. But he said, you know, what we do is a bit dangerous, but it's okay. Because if the militia come, they can't even handcuff your hands. You get away with a lot when you have no arms, no legs. But it's not that. It's the favor of God. It's the favor of God. Why? Because I've been committed and then comes provision. Be committed. Let's move. Let's go. God's saying go. And we're saying no. Let me sleep in. So true. Let's do it. It's amazing. God is going to raise nations. I truly believe God is going to, uh, we, we believe God is going to open up a door and, and as God leads, we're going to see how it all sort of uh, progresses. But there has been a strategy revealed to us, uh, not just through black marketed DVDs, and we're seriously black marketing tens of thousands of copies in South America next year just to get the name out. It works. It's beautiful. And uh, <laughs> let them make money from it, be blessed, and then we'll come there and we'll give them Christ. And uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, but Northern Africa, if you're born without, you know, something, if you have a birth defect, you're seen as cursed. You're seen as abandoned. You're, you're the lowest of lows of lows of life. And uh, you're worthless. You're helpless. You, you have nothing to offer. Me, who should be cursed, who has nothing to offer, to bring them the hope, the love of Jesus Christ, is going to literally change the mindset of governments. And I'll be speaking to prime ministers, leaders, and all that. I believe God may, may very well do that. And the gospel will trickle down in the States. I believe God may open up a door for me to be one of the biggest voices against abortion. And I'll be speaking to president. And then the, 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 uh, the gospel will trickle down. Everybody will know that, that Nick Vujicic is, is, is a Christian. And they'll go to my website and boom, done, seed sown. And... Uh, we just need to let God be God. It's so hard, though, to do that. And I want you to know that I'm not here to say, I have no arms and no legs. What are you complaining about? Obviously, you see that that's not the message. Many of you already have forgotten that I have no arms and no legs. Many of you have in the first three minutes. It doesn't matter now that I have no arms and legs because you can see that I'm living maybe an even more complete life than you are. I want you to take off anything that's on your lap and we can hit the lights. The message is this. Can you put that stand back? I don't want to be responsible for that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. The message is this. So no matter who you are, no matter what you are going through, that God knows it, 
He's with you, and he will pull you through. And if God can use me, he can certainly use you. It's so hard to see Jesus in our life when all we focus on is the rocky road ahead. We look at all these rocks that we have to tremble over and stumble over. So just keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. So hard to believe that God knows what he's doing when you feel like giving up. We're all in our sea of life, you know, at the beach. Wave after wave after wave comes. Circumstances come and go. Come and go. And I've had some experiences at the beach where big waves have just come and I was gone. Felt like I was in a washing machine a couple times. But when a big wave comes, a circumstance, you can't do anything about it. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to search your heart and see what is it that is holding you back from having that peace and joy today. You know, for the spirit of heaviness, God says he will... He asks you to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Is God not worthy of your praises today? Didn't Jesus die for your sins, giving you eternal hope? Taking your guilt away from all your shame? Praise him for that. Are you not here today and breathing? Praise him. But I want you to picture yourself in that big wave. And you feel like you just want to give up. You're trying to struggle to the surface. You can't get back up. You look at your right hand and it's as if you've got a bowling ball in your right hand. Just the heaviness that you're carrying in that circumstance. You try to shake it off and you can't. It's like as it's glued. It's like as if it's glued to your hand. You know, for as long as that's on your hand, you can't do this on your own. You cry out to Jesus. You say, Jesus, I need you. Where are you? And eventually Jesus comes. Just when you think all is given up and all, all is lost, all hope is gone, Jesus comes. And he doesn't take the bowling ball off your hands, but he puts his hands under your hands and he takes the weight and lifts you up higher, higher and higher. Do you need Jesus to lift you higher today? Maybe you're a person who hasn't asked Jesus to come into their life and lift them up. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're a person who thinks, when you look at Nick Vujicic and you're like, I want that. I want what Nick's got. I want victory. I want to be set free from this prison. And I want to be able to breathe 
Maybe you're a person that haven't, hasn't asked Jesus to come into their life. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you put up your hand if you want to, for the first time, say, Jesus, if you're real, I want to know you more. For the first time. Come on, just put up your hand. I see your hand. I see hands going up. I see a hand. I see your hand down the front. For the first time, you want to say, Jesus, if you're real, I want to know you more. Is anybody else? Come put your piano. I see up the back. Is anybody else? Come on. I see your hand. There you are. You know, maybe you have given your heart to God, but you also feel like there's a big barrier between you and God. And whoever you are, wherever you are in your relationship with God, you want to get closer with Him, would you all repeat after me? simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I thank you for loving me. Thank you, God, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sin, my guilt and shame, to give me a new life, a new hope. Open my eyes to this new hope. I am so sorry for all the things I've done wrong. Change me. Renew my mind. Refresh my heart that I may live for you. Use me, God. I want you to use me. Give me faith, confidence and boldness to live the life you want me to live. When I don't understand, help me to trust in you to know that you're holding my hand. Today, I want to know you more. Give me that peace and joy of knowing that your grace is sufficient, that you're bigger than any storm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you said that prayer for the first time, you're going to go home and you're going to think, well, what now? What now? I've been touched, Nick. I said that prayer with you. Well, what now? Over here, this is the coolest thing about this church, is they've got a room here with a team of people who are ready to talk with you um, and, and just to give you now a, a map and a compass of what to do now. And uh, they'll explain everything there. So I encourage you to go there. I love you all so much. Because it's another service, I'm not able to give anybody hugs. Um, but if you come back after 11 a.m. service, uh, we can do quick hugs if you want. But um, please get a DVD. I will have some great news. Um, I feel that God is, I believe, that God is moving me out here permanently to the United States of America. God is, is just beginning in this ministry. Uh, we're just scratching the surface. And many people come up to me and say, Nick, we want to support you. you know, we're a non-profit organization. They say, we're going to commit to giving you monthly payments or, or you know, all these sort of things. And only a small percentage actually do that. And so I, wa I want you to know that we need people who are committed to helping us out because we need a force of God's army like you behind us to push us forward. And not only in finances, but to continue to pray for us, pray for the ministry. 
and God's continuing favour on our lives. I hope you've been touched. I hope you've been encouraged. All the information is up the back. My manager is George at the back. He's got all the forms. The DVDs are out there. May God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you.